0: Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the Fastest Hour in Radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More, locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need help you get them installed and back on the road with a smile find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com on today's show rolls royce is having a sale the michelin tweel is on the highways cold weather tips and which is better for your next truck gas or diesel all that and a whole bunch more informative of automotive buffoonery with bud and tim right now on wdu1 always here always local Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Tim DePasquale, a poster to the stars. Tim, how are you doing today? I'm good, bud. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. You know, <laughs> earlier in the week, I watched the Bills game, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm from Buffalo. Of course. And, I, you know, I saw what it looked like on Sunday when the game was supposed
1: to be. Right.
0: And then I watched it on Monday. It didn't look like the same planet.
1: Right. Did you watch any of the video of those uh, all those kids yeah. shoveling yeah. out the stadium? Yeah. They looked like they were having a ball. That, that, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That, oh, I'll tell you that's what. That's The only thing fans I didn't see too. is
0: I didn't see anybody with no shirt on. You know, they, uh, There
1: was one. Oh, did they? Because okay, I, I, <laughs> I was wondering, where, what do they do with all the snow? Well, they had those troughs. That's what I wanted. Where were the snow? They ball? had troughs down the aisleways that were pushing the snow down to the field and then they had bobcats down there ah, loading it off the trough. field okay so then this kid gets on the trough to push the snow and he's like riding it like a sliding board no shirt on <laughs> <laughs> wee-ha wee-ha well, speaking of wee yeah I,
0: I get a i get a facebook post from our buddy james ladowick mm-hmm. james is the owner of northeast georgia paint and body oh yeah and he you know if you've got a collision problem you need to him a call because sure. he will fix your car but he's got an amazing amazing display and collection of pedal cars yes he does and it's worth the trip to see the pedal cars but if a deer runs out in front of you you know don't yeah. see him about that too <laughs> but he sends me this facebook post and, and it's a guy bragging about his new car that he got mm. and all the, all the buttons and gizmos and windows pay attention here bill so you don't get hurt and he says i understand i kind of understand the technology of this car. But he says, the one button that really scares me, and I'm afraid to press it, is the rear wiper. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying, watch that rear wiper. Oh, my. God. That rear wiper button. Oh. It'll come to you. It'll come to you, It'll Bill. come to you. Rear.
1: Oh, oh yeah, okay. It, it's just another bad bud joke. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Name a good one. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> For our sensors, that's B-U-D. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh,
0: rolls-royce is having a clearance event and the only guy i know in the room here that could could buy a
1: rolls-royce would be tim uh, <laughs> but you can get four percent off on it that's fifteen thousand dollars on a four hundred thousand dollar car yeah that's so i did a little bit of a deeper dive into oh, that Oh, okay um they lose about i i looked for the uh resale price of a five-year-old rolls-royce they lose about a quarter of their initial purchase price in that five year period. So and and by the time they're 10 years old, they've lost about three quarters, man. But the the issue would be, you know, they're so limited at the point of being 10 years old. I don't think even the dealers want to work on them anymore because parts are difficult to get the technology. But now if you look at the value of a 1960 Rolls-Royce Silver Cloud, they're going upwards of a hundred thousand bucks that's a beautiful
0: guy I wrote one uh, years and years ago when when Jan and I had graduated high school uh we went to uh, Scotland and England with my parents and we were dating and all that but you know we got one of our one of my distant cousins (laughs) believe me way distant cousin uh had a a silver ghost or silver whatever silver cloud but that was that was a classic that was Be- that was a sculpture that was a different car that was a different guy yeah, yeah the new ones are right. a little bit different than that but what what do you suppose the uh the payment is on that monthly oh geez I don't know with the late fee yeah we'll, we'll I'll have to, have figure, to, to, we'll have to figure that out we right yeah. we've we've kind of beat this to death over the last couple of weeks but I, I do want to mention it because Motor Trend has named the Toyota Prius and mm-hmm. the Prius Prime as their car of the year 2024 right. car of the year same as the North American car of the year uh I think it's a, a well-deserved uh kudo for the car oh absolutely 30 years old basically yeah and I what they did remember when Aaron was in last week I think we were talking about uh the some of the Asian stuff is being redesigned and Americanized and he was talking about the Maverick I think it was mm-hmm. or the, the Ranger one of the two Ranger the I Ranger I right yeah. I, I think that's what happened with this car they've mm-hmm. Americanized it the styling of it right
1: and i think it's a great little car it looks great great drives great the
0: price point is is it's
1: right on the money and you know if you get the uh the prime the prius prime Mm -hmm. uh plug-in hybrid with all-wheel drive it's zero to 60 in 6.4 seconds i mean that's no slouch no plus
0: it's a plug-in so you'll be eligible for the tax credit right and you you throw that into the
1: price 45 miles of electric driving i mean that's
0: really it's a winner all right well i just wanted to mention that i think you should go check them out because they're uh they got a lot of great options and you know for a lot of folks just want to get to and this car is more than getting from point a to point b because the editor said it was fun to drive right the original previous when it came out kind of goofy looking or different looking it wasn't Mm -hmm. too goofy but different looking and like the ev1 when it came out you know the sure. chevrolet thing um you know or the gm thing it's it's a good looking car and it's actually enjoyable to drive oh yeah so can't beat it and it's a toyota i mean it, it's you know that says it all right forever. there yeah so,
1: uh
0: what do you think of this tim i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of uh am both sides of the fence here we talked about these a couple years ago
1: and i know they've shown up on farm equipment do you have Mm -hmm. them on your tractor or no 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 No, but i have seen them on like uh zero turn mowers
0: well zero turn mowers you can buy them at the tractor stores and stuff like that but it's michelin's airless tires Mm -hmm. and my biggest question about it they're they're starting to run them on the highways in in some uh, parts of europe testing them and what they're using them mostly for is fleets or for equipment like buses yeah. that run a particular route every day. And, and you know, it's, it's something you maintain every night and, mm-hmm. and whatever. But I don't know how these different. They've got a different composition to them. It's made from glass-reinforced fiber plastic. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure about the high-speed thing yeah and i'm not sure how this stuff wears and dries out and rots any differently than any other tire
1: well and, and i wonder what happens when you uh hit a deep pot hole yeah. or curb it right. you know so in other words in between the rim and the tread there's uh this plastic grid that takes the place of the air right that makes the tire flexible so they've got to stri- but the tire and the wheel are one piece well, so but, here's a problem but now they say that this was mounted on a, an aluminum rim So does that mean when you when you replace it? It comes as a complete unit with a rim That's or do you, is there a way to change them? Well, right now, I think it's it's a complete it's unit a complete, unit. but I'm not sure that they you know all I it. can think of my Cheap self is that sounds expensive
0: <laughs> <laughs> But if you if you're if you're running in if you're the maintenance guy at a fleet of buses or something like that and you have these in stock you just take it and toss another one on there's no having to have a tire machine or any of that kind of stuff you well have you
1: ever have you watched these guys now on buses oh, and yeah. big trucks they yeah. don't even they don't even take the rim off the truck yeah take the tire off put the new tire on without I don't see the advantage yet so let's just see how it works out I guess yeah. but it's on the highways yeah now. it's
0: on so the highway. There you go. Well, you probably don't have wheels on your classic muscle car. No. And, uh, and they don't sell wheels, but they sure do sell aluminum wheels. Yes, uh, they 17, do. 18, and 19-inch mm-hmm. that are that are designed correct for cars like the
1: Trans Am, the honeycomb wheels and stuff right. like that. That would be our great friends at the muscle car experts at Year One, who provide our podcast. So that if you Miss any of this great information, you can go to Access WDUN, click the links and hit the buttons and listen to the show at your convenience, or go to your favorite podcast site and you can listen to the show anytime you like, and that's brought to you by the great folks at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia.
0: Yeah, go to their site, uh, you know, while your car is in the garage and the cold one and stuff like that, and do some, uh, do some shopping like we used to do at the Sears catalog. Oh, yeah. Except do it electronically and get stuff for your car. Okay. All right year one check them out all right we'll be right back here at bud's garage on north georgia's news talk wdun
1: always here always local
0: welcome back into bud's garage presented by oakwood tire and more and complete auto parts
1: locally owned nationally backed and happy to serve you
0: All right, next up, we have
2: DJ Bill. DJ Bill, tell us about the DJ part, and then tell us about the story you sent me earlier in the week. (laughs) Well, (laughs) thanks, bud. Uh, DJTrivia.com, log on to there. I am the uh, game coordinator and producer. Also, I host in the North Georgia area. It's family-friendly trivia for all general knowledge. Come on out and play. It's free to play. Uh, Top teams win prizes from their local establishments, so we hope to see you out at DJTrivia.com this week. Desperate Tesla owners in and around Chicago were seen trying to charge their vehicles with no luck amid frigid temperatures that have gripped the Midwest. Charging stations have essentially turned into car graveyards in recent days. Nothing, no juice, still on 0%, Tyler Beard, who had been trying to recharge his Tesla at an Oak Brook, Illinois Tesla supercharging station since Sunday afternoon, told Fox News. And this is like three hours being out here after being out here three hours yesterday. Beard and several other Tesla owners are trying to charge their cars amid long lines and abandoned cars at other Tesla charging stations in the Chicago area. This is crazy, it's a disaster, seriously, said Tesla owner Shalise Mizell. Mazel said she abandoned her car and got a ride from a friend after hers would not charge. We've got a bunch of dead robots out here, one man said. Kevin Sumrak told the Fox station that he landed Sunday night at O'Hare International Airport and found his Tesla dead and unable to start. He was forced to hire a flatbed tow truck to haul the vehicle to a working charging station. One expert told the news outlet that cold weather can impact the ability of electric vehicles to charge properly. It's not plug and go. You must precondition the battery, meaning that you have to get the battery up to the optimal temperature to accept a fast charge. Tesla has not been able to be reached by Fox News for comment. <laughs> huh. can
0: Captain Obvious, ch- <laughs> you know, chime in here? Yes. Okay. How long we've we had batteries in our cars, Tim? Yeah, f- ever since. Yeah, and when do they usually lay down in? In on the you? cold weather. In the cold mm-hmm. weather, because we've talked about this. If a battery, you know, is below a certain temperature, like mm-hmm. zero right uh it doesn't do so well no even if it's a brand new one you can run the thing down pretty quick plus all the stuff we got on our cars like the rear wiper uh that i referred to earlier it's all electric you know mm-hmm. uh, everything even when the car is shut off there's parts of it that they're running right yeah have you ever listened to your your little hybrid when it's shut well maybe not yours but a uh, plug-in hybrid i'll mm-hmm. walk by mine during the day and it'll be you know doing things oh mine's always
1: clicking and oh all right th- yours is yeah, always clicking it makes and doing noise. Things. every yeah. time I walk past it I think it's because I've got the key in my pocket it's like hey are we ready to go for, a ride? To go for a ride <laughs> no no is
2: they leave the cig cigar on the ground no it's not doing that. so we talk a lot about how we don't have the infrastructure for all electric vehicles does part of that infrastructure is it going to have to include heated airport car garages well I don't know you you got to keep the battery
0: up to temp because it yeah. won't accept a charge have you ever tried to jump a frozen battery no don't no I blew one up at three o'clock in the morning one night when I was wow. going to I, I worked at a gas station that had a, a snow plowing service when mm-hmm. I lived up north obviously and uh you see the old Jeep didn't want to start and it was pitch black out there and I'm monkeying around and I I hit the uh I hit the battery with the jumpers and I I was left with the top of the battery and the jumpers and a lot of battery acid all over the
2: place. Oh my! I so see Wally that. Coyote with an Acme package. That's, that's basically it. <laughs> all right.
0: So let me mention some things that you shouldn't leave in your Tesla or any other cold okay. car. Okay. Some of this does seem like it was written by Captain Obvious, but uh, I'm I'm just going to put it put it out here, and then I'm going to mention at the end of this that I'll, I'm, I have a surprise at the end. Okay. Liquids water beer soda wine freezing temps make them make the containers freeze and crack mm-hmm. then when they thaw out it messes yeah, up your interior mm-hmm. you've probably seen that yeah. especially with oh, sodas yeah. and stuff right i didn't know beer and wine would freeze and they have alcohol in, them, but they will freeze well they at the kind of temps that we're talking about yeah, right. yeah. Uh, mobile phones or tablets uh obviously if they mm-hmm. get cold they don't work right plus a lot of times it can break the glass and some of the components on them if you leave them in the car mm-hmm. now, now obviously we're not in chicago i wonder if the upholsters and stuff in those kind of climates see a lot of busted uh, skylights in uh, cars would you think are mm-hmm. they more prone to breaking sunroofs? in the cold weather the sunroofs yeah
1: if you see the way they break in georgia you, know, you would think so yeah you, i mean i don't know they break like crazy for no apparent reason but here's what we do see is in extremely cold weather Leather and vinyl will crack when you put your butt on them and mm. put the weight of your body on them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, so. uh, Bill, do not leave your makeup
0: in the car. Cosmetics freeze and they break also. <laughs> I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> aerosols. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't think aerosols were a problem in the cold, but uh, the cans will shrink up and they'll do the same thing as, mm-hmm. as if they, ex- you know, are in the heat
2: right get no, some can, of that spray on no suntan lotion from your summer mm-hmm. trip you better get it out of there yeah I hadn't thought about that eyeglasses
1: I <sighs> never heard of I, you know what? I keep well, my
0: sunglasses out there all the time though yeah right. oh, I don't know I guess when it's 15 below they it can crack them you know I have mine in a, oh. in a Bud's Garage little eyeglass holder so.
2: well Rupert's got his own little glass oh yes you know. yeah he's got a special yeah.
0: place in. cans of paint I guess mm-hmm. this would apply to contractors or something
2: right you
0: know, if you've got buckets of paint and stuff in your car, and it's one of those things, you know, you, you go to the store and you pick up the paint, and you're going to go to somebody's house the next day and do some painting or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it ruins paint. Yeah. You know, especially your latex paint, water based stuff. Right. So keep that in mind. Or was pli- in I would think like a compound, you know, drywall compound and stuff, mm-hmm. that would just be miserable to oh, your truck. Oh, yeah. can you imagine? It's miserable when it's not frozen. Yeah. But uh, I guess it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway uh pets are people oh yeah okay uh hypothermia or boy did i do a bad t- job of uh, spelling carbon monoxide poisoning uh <laughs> but either or you know it's not it's not good to leave fido in the car no. and have the engine running
3: uh, mm.
0: because of the carbon monoxide and certainly not the kids or grandma right so you know g- g- think of all those considerations if you would now you know what occurred to me as i'm as i was typing all this up um uh, This list looks identical to things to not do in the hot weather. Oh yeah, you know, same stuff. Same stuff. Different end Mm -hmm. of the spectrum. Right. Extremes of temperature. Yeah, extremes of temperature. All right. So if you're driving in the snow, and you're stuck in your car driving in a winter storm, which thank goodness we haven't had any here yet, uh, here's eight things that somebody in Cuba thinks that it's important to do in a winter storm while you're driving. Okay. All right. What would you think is number one, Bill? You Find have. the nearest Motel Six. There <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you go. They'll <laughs> no, keep the light on for you. Uh, it, it's you need to keep gas in your car in cold mm-hmm. weather. It, it it stops condensation from you know freezing. The condensation freezes
2: and the fuel doesn't flow, and you got issues. Bigger right.
0: bigger problem if you got a diesel.
2: You're saying in your tank. You're not saying store gasoline in the back of your no 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 car. in your tank. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. thank you. Yeah. Whew wow can't be too specific no Wolf your would have been on the phone with you in a minute yeah mm.
0: if you're stopped or stuck make sure your car is somewhere safe and visible and it also says to stay in your car you know you start wandering away from the car and you can get disoriented um, especially in a whiteout or something like that it says to keep now we told you not to keep some things in your vehicle like water and that but if you're traveling and you got a bottle of water in your car that's probably a good idea and maybe a granola bar or two yeah because we're, we're talking about something we don't see much in this part of the country. What if you're traveling somewhere else where it's cold? Like Buffalo. Yeah, like Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that weather up there was nuts for the last couple, uh, couple right. of days earlier in the week. If you're stopped for a long period of time, just run your car for about 10 minutes or so. All right? And then shut it off. Mm-hmm. And make sure that the tailpipe is not buried in a snowdrift or something, especially right. if you run off the road. So the carbon monoxide isn't coming in the car. And... Uh, Keep a portable battery in your car to charge your phone and other devices. How about blankets? Blankets. Yeah, before you get out on the road, you know, I, I, think, of, I think of women that are all dressed up with their high heels and stuff, and they're going to work, and it snows. And Man, you've got to have boots in the car. You've got to mm-hmm. have stuff to keep you warm and blankets and things right. because storms, especially when you live up north around the lake, yeah. the lake effect storms will come in like a lake that comes in across, the, you know, across Lake Lanier. Really? Not a lake, a rainstorm, or something just pops up all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Same stuff can happen in a car, so be safe, and uh, you know, pay attention to the people who've been through this stuff. And if you don't have to go out, don't go don't out. Don't go out. All That's right. the that would be the main thing. All right, we'll be right back here, Bud Scratch, on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN, always here, always local. welcome back
1: into bud's garage brought to you by complete auto parts and oakwood tire and more from first responders to daily drivers the parts tires and repairs for what our town drives
0: okay i didn't mention it while we were talking about cold stuff you know cold fluids and things in your car right before you start it Mm -hmm. you know especially if it's parked outside but it brought me to a question that I saw on the internet. It says, "How often do you actually need to change your transmission fluid?" Oh yeah, it's not. It's not like your oil, your oil, because the oil in the engine is subjected to uh, combustion mm-hmm. and, and uh, all that stuff. Transmission fluid is a pretty closed, you know, right. vessel, but it doesn't last forever. No, especially if you're hauling, towing things like that, mm-hmm. and it depends again how you drive. Right, you know, getting everything warmed up to temperature and driving to Atlanta and all that is great but mm-hmm. sitting in traffic is not
1: right uh, well and if you're for instance towing yeah at high speed up a mountain mm-hmm. and the transmission fluid gets extremely hot and it could get it could burn you know
0: well in most cases people that have vehicles that are capable of towing you know have some kind of a cooler or something in sure. the automatic transmission the, the truth is there are some transmissions that have no dipstick right so you can't, you check can't them even anyway. check them so i i would I would say so much as to, if you're in doubt, mm-hmm. go to a place like Oakwood Tire, where they can actually flush your transmission, reverse the flow of fluid through it, mm-hmm. take the old stuff out, put the new stuff in, and you know get everything all cleaned at one time. Right. Because if you're going to do this at home, first you got to have a place to jack the vehicle up. You got to have the tools to get the pan off, et mm-hmm. cetera, et cetera. They have all the fluids and everything at complete auto parts, no right. doubt. And they've even got the tools, and they even got the drain pans, and all that kind of stuff. But it is a messy
1: job. It's a very messy a job. A messy
0: job, and it's not something right. you want to do out in the driveway, necessarily.
1: And most of these transmissions now don't have drain plugs no. in them, right? you got to drop well, the pan. Well, a
0: bigger thing is the torque converter does not have drain plugs. Mm. Now, for those of us that have been around transmissions for a long time, the torque converter holds couple of quarts of fluid. Right. And it's a turbine that's up front in the mm. front of the transmission. And they used to have a little cover you could take off. You could rotate the yeah. turbine and get it to the place to, where there the was a drain mm-hmm. Ain't got that anymore. No. But you can hook into the lines and flush it. Uh, a good thing about flushing the lines is you don't have any dirty oil left in the torque converter. Mm. And by reversing the flow, any particles or anything you've got in the filter uh, should be washed out. It's kind of like when you blow out an air filter from the inside. Oh, right. You know, instead of forcing more crap into the air filter, if you go on the inside of the filter and blow it out, Mm -hmm. you know, it's gone. Yeah. And you might get a little more life out of your air filter. Sure. Same thing with your filter. Now, Bud, Bud, (laughs) I would probably like to get mine flushed and then drop the pan and put a new filter in just because that's Bud yeah but you don't you, need you have to. it
1: flushed and then take it home and and yeah. drop the pan and do it over again yourself <laughs> well you could it could happen
0: i'm just saying that's just me
1: yeah huh? it is just you huh? bud i know
0: choosing a pickup truck oh this will be good mm-hmm. since
1: you have both Yes. which is better gas or e or diesel you know it depends but i i it depends on what you're going to do with it but i have worried over this for per- several months now just thinking about the possibilities of a new pickup truck that I can't possibly afford. But if I was... To, well, but
0: you, you still have Edgar, right? I still have Edgar's Edgar. Have a diesel, Edgar has a diesel engine. Edgar now. has a diesel Explain engine. Explain why it's got a diesel and not a gasoline
1: engine. Well, it's got more torque for towing. Mm-hmm. It works at a lower RPM. It doesn't have an ignition system for all of that to go bad. But the downside is... Oil and filter changes are more expensive. Why? Uh, well, because
0: holds it a holds well. a lot more yeah. oil,
1: <laughs> like like uh, twenty now, quarts in some cases. I do have three hundred and thirty thousand miles on yeah. this twenty-year-old excursion. Yeah, and but I have had to spend some money on repairs. And the difference now, but is it's not that the diesel engines are bad; it's that the emissions have taken them in a whole different direction as far as maintenance and upkeep and the addition of the depth fluid and if you don't actually need a diesel uh if i was gonna spec a new truck it would be an f-250 with a 7.3 gas engine right so mm-hmm. because it's just easier
0: yeah the 7.3
1: is the godzilla engine right that's the uh, push engine right and they also make the 6.8 yep yep, yep. but Either either one of those. It's just simpler. It's easier. Gas is cheaper. You you don't have the maintenance issues. You know, I also have a twenty year old E two fifty Ford van with a five point four gas engine. That's a V ten, right? No, it's no. a it's a V eight. Oh,
0: five four.
2: Okay. And it's yeah. got uh
1: two hundred and thirty thousand miles on it, so a hundred thousand miles left. I've had to spend some money on it too, but not as much. Yeah. So you know, well, I don't know. It's just. Everybody likes that diesel, though. Well, and you know, Aaron talks about if you're going to do serious towing, if you're towing round bales and horse trailers. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, all that, 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 yeah. That, that stuff
0: isn't meant for a half-ton pickup truck. It right. just isn't. You're 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 going to ruin your truck prematurely, mm-hmm. and you're going to you know put yourself and, and other people in danger. Yeah. So you, you can't get by with some of the small stuff. And when I when I think of a diesel, I'm thinking. You know in the case of a ford 2500 or bigger mm-hmm. and if i'm going there i'm getting a 3500 really especially with the diesel in it mm-hmm. well the, the frame is bigger the rear end's bigger well you know, the, they, they, everything is bigger that's
1: true and the reason i say that i would prefer a, a three-quarter ton is because it would ride a little bit softer when it's empty you know as opposed to uh, one ton an f350 and f F-250, you're getting the better, bigger brakes and better suspension. But I don't, I, you know, most of the time in, in Edgar, I'm, it's just me by myself driving myself somewhere. I'm not generally doing any heavy hauling or putting a bunch of people in there. I'm trying to get away from the kids.
0: Well, I think, you, you know, it's, they're trying to give us some tips here on how to choose the right engine. I just think that if it's, if it's heavy, and you're doing heavy things with it, remember that the cost is more expensive to maintain. Mm-hmm. Remember the cost is more upfront, but consider the benefits and how long you're gonna have the truck. Exactly. Because I think as, as time goes on here, we are gonna start designing vehicles where we have to. We have to design vehicles where in four or five years down the line, you've got a module you can pop out of the dash put the latest technology back mm-hmm. in the dash and still have a perfectly fine vehicle now right. it might cost you a couple grand but compared to
1: you know retooling and building a new vehicle just for the sake of building new vehicles no well and there's there's some new internal combustion technology that might have a chance to come along once we see that the evs are definitely not going to work that we've reported on with the uh, hydrogen uh, fueled internal combustion engines. Are you talking
0: about a third option?
1: Uh, right. Ah, if you
0: have a gas or diesel service truck, all right, mm-hmm. or a tractor trailer, Edison electric hybrid. We talked about them last right. week. Right. They they can they can actually find you a one ton truck, dually, whatever, mm-hmm. or you can provide your own. And they will train you how to convert it to a hybrid. Right. Just like they do with their big diesels. Mm-hmm. And you can actually work with them, and they will certify you to do installs on other people's trucks. See, they're thinking forward-thinking here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's no different than the tractor trailers that they convert, like the Fitzgerald. Uh, what do they call them, Fitzgerald gliders? Yeah, the glider that, that circumvented all the blue deaf and all that kind of stuff. It got outlawed here. Or, or they the got outlawed. Col- 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 and and now there's
1: uh, there's a lot of negative about the uh, way that they rebuilt But those. a lot
0: of these trucks, I was talking to the guys at Edison last week, a lot of these trucks that they reclaimed for people mm-hmm. are trucks that should have been diesel to begin with, probably, that had a gas engine in them. Okay. Like a big block or something right. like that. Get rid of it and do a conversion if you've got a good truck or a fleet of trucks. Sure. And it's a third option. Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
2: I'd, I'd, okay. I thought that I like would that be idea. worth
0: mentioning anyway. Okay. You want to move on to something a little quicker? Sure. All right, how about Aaron Hughes and Randy Popes? Both say that their favorite Mustang is the four-cylinder straight-shift EcoBoost Mustang. Because right. you can drive the heck out of it and mm-hmm. have fun with it, and it does it's not too overpowered, all right? Right. So these guys in, uh, I'm not exactly where they did, I'm not sure exactly where they did that, it doesn't matter, it's a speed shop, uh, not around here, but they, they built a four-cylinder Mustang that clocks eight second quarter miles using the 2.3 EcoBoost. Right now they use a modified Mazda speed block because it's stronger, mm-hmm. and they, they ate it with nitrous oxide. But it takes 60 pounds of boost. Wow! With no additional engine uh, beefing up.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's pretty a, amazing. That's pretty stout.
0: Tim, you know what else is pretty stout and fun? What? <laughs> the Northeast <laughs> Georgia Swap Meet. Oh yes, that's always a big time. Second, second Saturday of the month, mm-hmm. and coming up next, we're going to talk. Brad O'Cott about uh, what's going on for 2024 at the Northeast Georgia Swap Meet, Habersham Fairgrounds in Cornelia. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage (laughs) on North Georgia's News Talk WDUN. Always here, always local. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire & More and Complete Auto Parts. Where the pros and the folks who know go for parts, tires, and service. Our next guest... Tim. just (laughs) yes shows up when you don't expect him don't have your gun with you and it's you know it's it's, uh that would be brad ocock from the northeast georgia swap meet brad to keep you guys on your toes yeah you keep us on our toes all right no no problem there all right you've gotten the first swap meet of the year Mm-hmm. Under your belt. Mm-hmm. We're going into the, the next one will be in February. I can't remember the date. Do you already know the date? You I
3: do not know the date. No. It'll
0: be the second Saturday.
3: Most likely. In this February. Is, yes. Uh, this year is kind of going to be goofed up a little bit. We've worked really hard to transition to the second Saturday. And we've always done it the first Saturday of the month yep. for years. And then there this year we decided go. to do the transition. Because it dawned on me that I was competing with half a dozen holidays on the first Saturday of the month oh oh so, yeah okay. it, and i don't know why it took me almost 20 years to realize that but i do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so maybe we do realize why it right. took me that long
0: all right so what's this season look like it's
3: are, uh, we are the second saturday we're the second saturday for most of them there's a couple that are bouncing okay. to the first saturday and then there's not one in June, and there's not one in November.
0: Okay, so how do people keep track of the, the haves and the have nots?
3: Uh, if your magic eight ball isn't working, then you can go to um, negeorgiaswapmeet.com and uh, check all of our dates there. We're also on Facebook under the Northeast Georgia Swap Meet, and if you text me your email address, then uh, I will add you to our monthly list and that will send you a reminder and it will send you the dates. That's
0: that's the way to do it.
3: That's the best way to do it. So if you text me your email address, text it to uh, 706-424-5035. Again, that's 706-424-5035 and I will put you on our list.
0: Okay, so what's new and exciting for this this year? The great thing is, you know, it's at the Fairgrounds. Yes. Second great thing is they have an indoor area.
3: Yes. The third
0: grade thing is they got good food and good restrooms and all that kind of stuff.
3: We have great restrooms. Uh, We do not have good food because we've had an issue with uh, our food vendors. Kind of, uh, I don't want to be in politic, but uh, they seem to get run off by the the uh, state, the county liaison for the state's food we're gonna work services. on the food then yes we bring a sandwich yeah bring yeah. a sandwich with or you. we'll have a picnic. go to go to any of there are some fantastic restaurants oh yeah yeah up yeah. There. yeah um we found a really good wing place we found a really good barbecue, barbecue place, place I mean. yeah barbecue place so yeah. yeah definitely go up there i think there's a huddle house up there and some other places so yeah, yeah just go you know you come in for breakfast and then go home for lunch and it's perfect can, wow. I put,
0: can I put a plug in for one of our friends, Car You guy? absolutely can. Sean Mathis, his place is almost right next to the barbecue house. Really? Yeah. is a uh, uh, miles through time museum. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yep. Just up the road.
1: So okay. you could, you could just after the swap oh, you meet, could make a whole go day to the museum. museum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah go whole to day. lunch yeah. and then go to the s- uh, that
3: museum. That would make me incredibly happy. I oh, would love that. that'd be awesome.
1: Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. Okay. Well, we figured that out. You got any special stuff going on? Any, like, two-day swap meets or anything, or is that uh, still in
3: the works? We're going to have a two-day swap meet in the fall. We couldn't schedule, we, we couldn't get together with the fairgrounds to have a, a two-day swap meet on a date that didn't conflict with other things okay. in yeah. the spring. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of understandable. Until I get my own property, then we can not worry yeah, but this, about uh,
0: this For things. now, this is a great facility. For now, this
3: is a fantastic facility. It's yeah. got a huge paved parking lot, and yep. it's got the indoor spaces. So when we do get rain, we've finally got guys kind of dialed up with they can still show up and and vend in the in the buildings oh that's great yeah, yeah.
0: And you, you know you could you, i would i would have, i would assume that if you're not you know just overrun with with vendors that day that you could back your trailer up at least get close to the building
3: and oh we put the trailers right in the building yeah so, so yeah, yeah. It's, wow. it's perfect all right good uh, so. what's
0: what's the uh, prices for admission and the prices for vending
3: so admission is just six bucks And uh, for vendors, you get all the space you want for $40 if you get there between seven and eight. And then if uh, we call that priority vendor setup, and then if you don't have a specific spot that you want or you don't need the extra hour, then it's vendor general admission, and that's just $30 for all the space you want. And the indoor spaces are $50, so. Okay, what time's to start? Winter hours, uh, we start at 7 Mm a.m. And uh, then in summer hours, once daylight savings time, figures itself out again and confuses all of us then we'll bounce back from uh, six to seven and seven to eight okay priority vendor and vendor general we'll
0: we'll let you know as as long as the lawmakers make up their mind (laughs) yes exactly
1: (laughs) anyway crazy
0: okay we're always we're always just throwing you in the in the fray here when you come in yes why why quit now exactly so a car accident about a month or so ago, uh, ago in uh Alabama, Pine Level, Alabama. I'm guessing it's
3: not a home metropolis. Of the
0: toothbrush. Yeah, what's that?
3: Alabama, home of the toothbrush. Uh oh. It was invented in Alabama. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Any, anywhere else, yeah, it would have been be called. A toothbrush. Yeah, that's. Yes. I, I, I <laughs> oh, could, I've God. gotten run out of Dahlonica uh, for that <laughs> joke many, many times.
1: Uh, I thought that was but, a West Virginia joke. Uh,
0: could be. <laughs> could be. <laughs> All right, and uh, like I say, a month or so ago, this was in. Uh, fine level Alabama there was a fire that the Alabama uh, folks could not get out it was a single vehicle accident caused by a Tesla Mm. on Interstate 65 all right and by the time they got done with this uh, they had several other agencies like five or six of them got involved with the fire because as we all know lithium ion batteries burn hot yes they do and as they get hot and they get hotter and they start shorting out and it just you know comes into a mess uh electric vehicle fires don't happen very often but when they do the temperatures can be in excess of 2500 degrees celsius uh it produces hydrogen fluoride and hydrogen chloride gases which you can't breathe so you got to have respirators you got to have breathing Mm. apparatus on and and then we're in Pine Level, Alabama. Normally, do you know how long, how how many gallons of water it takes to put out a, a gasoline car fire? Oh, I'm just gonna, a while. Just gas. maybe five hundred. Five hundred. Okay. Five hundred. That's the right number. You, that's oh, the right number. Wow. Ooh, holy wow. cow! Somebody's been Brett's reading. Smart. He's been reading ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, this he's, one. he's had a car
1: on fire. <laughs> Actually, I put two. Yeah, out yeah, on fire, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, anyway, uh, that being said. Thirty-six thousand gallons of water to put this Tesla out. Wow! And no, war, you know, no guarantee that it didn't start back on fire after it was towed mm-hmm. to the lot because of thermal runaway. Dang! So, what's worse is the authorities typically don't have the training to put these fires out. So that means, if this were to happen tomorrow, two point four million EVs on the
3: road, you know. Yeah. in our
0: country that's quite a threat to the firefighters yeah mm-hmm. absolutely um, well
3: you know that they've had sh- cargo ships sink
1: uh, um, because of there's EVs. actually one right now that has been rerouted to uh off the coast of Alaska that was loaded with EV batteries that just the batteries just the batteries just headed battered, to San really. Diego All oh, right, right really and yeah. they sent it up to Alaska so but you Is might it see on it fire? on your trip. It's yeah. on
0: fire. It's two oh. miles off the coast because of all the fumes yeah. and all that stuff.
1: They did something where they cut off the oxygen to the hold, so that uh, it wouldn't spread. S- smother it out.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but don't they make their own? Don't they make their own oxygen? Well, I don't know, Brad. Because that's why they burn underwater. Wait a
0: minute. You keep doing this, and you're going to ha- you're going to get homework. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm wondering, do they bring the the firefighting barges in and just get the water from the ocean? Yeah. And,
3: no, okay. they have literally had ship uh, car hauling ships sink because right. the yeah. EVs catch fire mm. in them and they can't put them out. No. So and, then, yeah. and well, that's
1: probably why they were shipping the batteries separately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. One thing you don't really. have to worry about with your classic muscle car is the EV batteries. Right. If you're exactly. restoring one, where
1: are you going? Uh, year one. All right in cornelia georgia right the muscle car experts who provide our podcast so if you miss any of this great information you can go to access wdun click the links hit the buttons and listen to the show at your convenience or go to your favorite podcast site so that you can listen to the show anytime you'd like brought to you by the great folks the muscle car experts at year one back to you bud thank you sir wow just just
0: (laughs) access wdun app You don't have to worry about any of it. Okay. All right. And if you want even more informative automotive buffoonery, you can go to Bud's Garage Overdrive, the podcast, which is also available at your favorite podcast site. Well, great. Meanwhile, remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up. We'll see you next week right here on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Always
1: here, always local. Have a great week.